Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Tutoni's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Gio's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. Of course, you can also check us out at home via Alexa if you can't pick up radio there. You can always email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or email Ed at Ed at WGNO.com. Of course, our podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on podcast. Real easy. And then, of course, you can also call in at 504-260-1061 to participate. Later on in the show, we'll get into LSU, Tulane, and much more in the world of sports, including conference affiliation and where this zaniness is going to end up eventually. But we'll start by talking about the New Orleans Saints with my good and great partner, Ed Daniel, sports director of WGNO, WNOL, and Sports Zone, and of course, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and Nash Icon 1061 FM. Good morning, Ed. Kenneth, how are you? I'm doing fine, buddy. Good to have you with us as always. And boy, it was uh, quite a, a news day for the New Orleans Saints yesterday. First, a, a hastily called press conference, which turned out to be all about Cam Jordan getting an extension. And then, of course, the news that came out a little later in the day, which we'll talk about now. And we'll talk about Cam a little later. And that is, of course, that Alvin Kamara has a three-game suspension. So as I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com, this is a good development because we all heard everything. We all surmised the bad video and everything else that 
that has happened in recent NFL history, the bad blood with the Saints and, and the NFL and Roger Goodell and so forth. So the thought process was, oh, who knows, six games, eight games, maybe a year. Turns out to be three games. You have to perceive that as being a good thing. Yeah, I never thought it would be a year, Kenny. I never thought it would be eight games. I really didn't think it was going to be six games. I thought it was going to be anywhere from three to four. And um, I'm, I'm not I'm not a bit surprised. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a good thing in this regard. Look, it's time to close the chapter on this book, you know. And, and I think the Saints were ready for this. I, I think they anticipated this. And, of course, with Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller, I, I think they're in, in good shape to start the season. And the one thing they can do is they can get the rookie, you know, a lot of um, – a lot of reps in the preseason to get him ready. But, you know, now the one thing they can't, they really can't have is a, is a, uh, an injury at running back. So, I mean, you know, look, there's only so many you could, you can stockpile on a roster, but, you know, I think, and excuse me, I've said this before. I think, I think Kendra Miller is going to be a really nice player for the saints. I think he's going to be a, a good NFL running back. He's got some skills and I think he's, He's exhibited that that in uh, in training camp, and I don't put too much stuff in training camp. But when I watch a guy run, how comfortable he is catching the football, how quick he cuts, and I think running back is one of those places where uh, you can make a um, a reasonable contribution in pretty quick fashion. So I think the Saints are ready for it. I, I never thought it was going to be six games. Um, I'm not surprised that it's three. I thought it might be four, but you know what? Hey, uh, I think you're right. I think it is a good development. I think it's a, a reasonable development. I think Kamara said the right things, and it's time to move on. Yeah, I think he handled himself extremely well. The preemptive move to meet with the commissioner didn't hurt at all. The apologies, uh, talking about the embarrassment as he did yesterday, being apologetic, everything about it. I think he handled the situation well, and it's like everything else in life. We all make mistakes, and the key to success is to learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. So uh, hopefully the young man has learned something here. The Saints are better equipped to handle not having Camaro with the presence of Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller as compared to last year when they had Mark Ingram on his last legs and Eno Benjamin. So I think they're much better prepared to handle not having Camaro. And, you know, Kenny, when they spend a third-round pick on a running back, what they're telling you is they think that guy's pretty good. Don't you agree? Without a doubt. And, you know, look, I think the NFL perceives the Saints differently for one other reason, too. Sean Payton isn't there anymore. That's right. That's right. I agree. And and I think that, you know, Sean Payton and Roger Goodell are clearly oil and water. And, you know, uh, when Payton was suspended wearing that T-shirt and all that other stuff, I think, you know, he goes out of his way to, um, I, I don't know, to, <laughs> to, to to thumb his nose at the commissioner. And look, I, I don't know if that really figured into it or not. I thought it was a, I thought it was a very reasonable development, uh, kind of like on the lines what a lot of people thought it would be. And I'm glad it's, it's behind the saints. And you know what? They can, they can, they can get ready for the season. They know what they're going to face. And, and if they, they feel that Miller needs a lot of work in the preseason, they know what they have in Williams. Look, Williams was a good pickup. 
He's a thousand yard rusher with 17 touchdowns. And I mean, he's definitely a guy that, that, um, that you're going to use. And look, I, I think they need to use Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, um, is a guy that can help them, especially in the red zone. So I, I don't think the saints are in bad, bad shape without Camaro for three games. I don't either. I think they're in pretty good shape. Now, here's the history. Alvin Kamara has played six seasons in the league. And in those six seasons, he's only missed 10 games. Uh, Those have all come in the last five seasons. He did not miss a game in his rookie season. So only 10 games missed. So he's answered the bell whether he's close to 100% or not, which is admirable. And here's the other note on Kamara. In those 10 games that he's missed, the Saints are 3-7. and So his value to this football team cannot be underestimated. Look, you can make the argument, and I think it's a very sound argument, that at times he was definitely the best player the Saints had on the offensive side of the football. I think that was true in the final year of Drew Brees when Drew Brees wasn't quite what he once was, and I certainly think it was true in 2021. So uh, this is an incredibly valuable player, and when they miss him, they hurt. That's the bad news. The good news is they're prepared without him, and I think the games that they play early, I think they can mitigate that pretty well because the Titans are in a little bit, I don't want to say rebuilding, but they're they're kind of rebuilding, right? And then, of course, you've got Green Bay with a new quarterback in Jordan Love. you got the Panthers with a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young right at the beginning of his career. So I think if you're going to miss games, those are not bad games to miss. No, I mean, look, I... I look at those games and say, you know what? Look, there's not a game on the Saints schedule that I, I don't think is winnable. But, um, you know, um, as far as Kamara is concerned, you, you you go back to the 2021 season. I know they were playing musical quarterbacks after Jameis Winston got hurt. But they were 0-4 with Kamara, 9-4 and with him. So, you know, I think last year they were 7-8 and with him. So it, it's not great, but if you look at – uh, a two-year sample they're 16 and 12 with him and this is a, a team that um, you know for those two years is under 500 so I, I, I to me it's it's hard to ignore those numbers and say you know what they don't count they're just a coincidence but you know and the thing with Camara too is you have to plan for him and you know when you have a player on the offensive side of the ball that, that you have to game plan for well that's an advantage for the offense, and they're not going to have him the first three games. But I don't know, Kenny. I look at that schedule, and I'm saying, are there any games that you would say the Saints just can't win? I don't think so. Correct. They were 0-6 without him the last two years. In 2019 and 20, they were 3-0 and without him, but they were obviously a really good football team in 2019 and a good team in 2020. But again, he means that much to this team. And when they get him back, here's the other thing about that, Ed, is we all know running backs take a beating. We all know uh, that later in the season they're not the same, typically speaking. He comes back in week four. He's going to have fresh legs, and that might benefit him the rest of the way to keep him fresher, keep him stronger, and keep him quick. You know, what's interesting is a guy's been here since 2017. You wonder how many more really good years that he does he have left. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I think the Saints have been very judicious about uh, how many touches he has in the game and not to, not to overuse him. And I think, you know, they prolonged Mark Ingram's career because of that. But, um, 
you know, look, it's it's a loss, but the Saints were prepared for it. They went out and got Jamal Williams, who's a good pickup, a good running back. And they went out and they drafted Miller. So I think what you're going to see probably is a little more power football from the Saints early in the year. But, you know, I mean, that all depends on, on what their offensive line situation looks like as well, too. Well, it's interesting because Christian McCaffrey was, of course, the, what, the eighth overall pick back in 2017, same year, and the Saints got Camara, of course, by trade uh, considerably later, and the careers have paralleled each other, and McCaffrey's a terrific player, but Camara's been more durable, and he's been more available. I mean, McCaffrey, you know, in 2020, missed 13 games. In 2021, he missed 10 games. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy in Kamara that's been available more, even though McCaffrey's very talented. So pretty interesting. They're they're similar type of players. Yeah, they are. Uh, You know, I just think that um, also, you know, in in all honesty, up until the last year or two, I think that you're looking at a situation where, um, you know, Kamara was in a a better organization on a better team. No doubt. McCaffrey's in a great spot. Now, with San Francisco, to put him – in, in a really good position. Uh, we'll talk about Cam Jordan coming up a little bit later. But with the Saints now, uh, no Camara to start with, but when you get him back, you add him to the mix. They're counting on Kendra Miller to produce. They they know what Jamal Williams is. Uh, they have a glut of tight ends, which is going to be interesting to see how that develops because, man, oh, man, you know, you've got five guys, no doubt, that can play in the league. Lucas Kroll, they really like, and they should. He's big and strong. Uh, he can play in the league. Jesse James is an NFL tight end. And then, of course, you got Jawan Johnson, Foster Morrow, Jimmy Graham. I mean, that's five guys. And you can't even count Taysom Hill in that mix. They list him as a tight end. We know otherwise. But listen, I mean, unless you have injury, you got probably at least one and maybe two guys there that aren't going to make this roster. And they're all NFL tight ends, sure. aren't they? Well, I mean, I'm just really curious to see what Jimmy Graham does in some of these games. You know, I, I think I don't, I don't I don't think it's a situation where he sits out the entire preseason and you just say, you know what, hey, I guarantee this guy a roster spot. Do you? I don't know, Ed. I people have asked me about this. I've just listened to their comments, and if you listen to the comments of uh, the Saints executive vice president, general manager, and the coach, uh, you would automatically think he's locked in that he's got a spot. I'm not 100% sold on that. But then again, I'm not subscribing to the other trend of thought, which some people have expressed that, oh, he's not going to make the final roster. Uh, I don't think that's true either. I think the odds are he'll probably make it, but I don't know what to make of it. I don't know where that's at. I don't think a spot is guaranteed. I I think Dennis Allen, what Dennis Allen said about veteran players is accurate. That is you know, they don't have to do something every day, but they have to show you something at some point to catch your eye to make sure they still got it. And I think he probably was talking about Graham more than any other player on this roster. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I was the one who asked him the question. Yep. And and uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt. So I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a really it's a really funny thing. Also, you know, from a respect standpoint, I think the Saints respect his accomplishments and what he did for the organization. So I will be very curious to see how that play plays out because, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, I think we're all in the same boat uh, where that's concerned. And then, of course, 
looking at the other interesting spots, uh, wide receiver we've talked about consistently, and that's going to largely depend on Michael Thomas and, and who he is on the field. And then can they find that one other guy from the mix of the promising rookie A.T. Perry uh, to Edwards or Washington or Traquan Smith because you need that fourth guy beyond Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, and Thomas. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked Dennis Allen if incumbency meant anything when I was talking about the kickers. Do you think that makes any difference with Traquan Smith, the fact that they, that they know him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Again, and I think a lot of that's going to be sorted out in some of these games. But look, you know, you and I were talking the other day, and one thing you said makes a lot of sense. Other than five or six spots, they know who they're keeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting the other day that Brian Edwards didn't know who the wide receivers coach was. Did you see that? Mm, wow. He didn't know who Cody Burns was. That's a pretty big wow right there. Yeah, I mean it's on it's on tape. I was yeah. like, man, I don't I don't know I don't know about that, but you know whatever. Maybe he just drew a blank. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think the opportunity is clearly there for Perry, don't you? I do, but I mean, there's nothing I've seen so far that tells me that you know that I mean he's I don't think he's a standout yet, you know. And it's like in Jackson in 2006, even in practice, Marcus Colston was a standout. So again, that's that's a that's a preseason game deal to to for especially for a rookie to show you what he can do. You mentioned kickers. Do you honestly think there's competition there, or do you think it's Will Lutz and Blake Gilligan all the way? Well, you know, the one thing I would say is if if I were a, a veteran coach who needed to win this year, who would you kick? I'd kick Lutz. Me too. I mean, you know, look, um, I mean, to me, the one thing about that guy, if Will Lutz can't do the job, he's probably still available, right? If you cut Will Lutz, somebody's going to pick him up, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's a good analysis. You talk about group analysis because he's he's a a young guy uh, that hasn't done it before. Uh, He's shown some good things, but in all likelihood, he's still going to be there. And I agree with you. Lutz probably won't be, so... And, you know, here's the one thing about Groupie, too. You can put him on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if and, you like him. And, Much like they did with Blake Gilligan, right? Right. You can you can put him on the practice squad. You can stash him there. Now, teams could always sign him if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But you could put him on the practice squad. You could have him competing against Lutz every week. You know, you got enough spots on the practice squad now where you can do that and you can keep him around. So, to me, it, you know, look, I, I think Will Lutz – you know, wasn't the same after that surgeries or those surgeries he had in 2021 when he missed the whole year. I mean, to me, he, he looked like a guy who lacked a little confidence last year, and hopefully, he gets that back because he's been a he's been a stellar performer for this club for a long time. And you know, if it if it, if it comes down to the first league game and you need a field goal in the last 10 seconds to win it, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm Dennis Allen. I'm not. I'm not trusting the other guy on that one just yet. I'm making sure Will Lutz is out there to kick it. And he's a year down the road from the injury too, so hopefully that will create a situation where he's more comfortable physically and mentally. And I'd like to think he will be. You know, about a minute and a half or so left. 
uh, before we get to break. You know, in terms of other concerns, it's all defense for me. It's linebacker and safety as to whether they have enough quality depth there. The opportunity would seem to be there for the draft pick this year at safety. The opportunity would seem to be there at linebacker for the draft pick of last year, DeMarco Jackson. So uh, what about those two spots? Yeah, I mean, I, I think De- DeMarco Jackson's a guy who's going to get a long look, uh, I, I think for sure. And, you know, at safety, I'm curious to see what Jordan Howden can do right. other than play special teams, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I mean, Howden's a guy that I was referencing, right. clearly. I mean, I think he's yeah. the other one that has a shot. So, And they're looking for depth there. And then again, we're still waiting on Marcus May and what's going to happen with the league, if anything. Right, right. Well, I mean, look, um, it's... The, you know, the good thing that, about the safety position is that I feel a lot better about it after watching Tyron Matthew play the second half of last year. I thought he really came on and was playing very well at the end of the year. But to me, you know, everybody talks about the Saints offense, Kenny. I'm a little concerned about the Saints defense. Uh, you know, they're, they're rebuilding the interior of their line. Are, are those guys going to be able to step up and get it done? I'm not saying they can't, but it's kind of an unknown. You know, you don't. You, you hope that you get a nice contribution from Brian Brzee. They're all talking uh, very, very highly of him. Mm-hmm. You hope that that's well founded. But you know, at linebacker, um, you know, I mean, look, Demario Davis has been a great player. Can he continue to play at that level? Mm-hmm. Cam Jordan just signed a contract extension. Which we'll Can talk he about. Continue next? to play at, at right. that level. Yep. You know, um, the one place I do like the Saints is I do like them at cornerback. Yeah, they're good. And I think, and I think when you're good at cornerback, yep. that as a defensive coordinator, that gives you a lot of yeah, flexibility. Opens up a lot of avenues for you. All right, we got to take a timeout. It's five zero four two six zero one zero six one to join in the conversation. When we return, we'll turn our attention to Cam Jordan, who's going to be in very, very rare company in terms of playing for one team and one team only. And for how many years? We'll talk about that at length when we return. Three Tailgaters show back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NASHFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. 
my ride smells just right, just right, just right, just right. Y'all gotta try that for Breeze Car. Just right, just right, just right, just right. La 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 la. With up to 40 days of consistent sin, all over Breeze Car clips right on your vent. You know my car's my happy place. Keep that smile on my face. When it smells just right, just right, just right. Breathe happy for Breeze. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning as we march on. Ed will rejoin us here in just a little bit, and we'll get to your calls here very shortly as well at 504-260-1061. Of course, the other big news from the Saints yesterday was the announcement of the extension of Cam Jordan. Two more years to carry him through 2025. So many different levels of interest about that story. First and foremost, if Cam Jordan fulfills the terms of the contract and plays through the 2025 season, that will give him 15 seasons in New Orleans, which would match the most in franchise history. The only other player to play 15 years, Drew Brees. And of course, where Jordan's at in terms of games right now, this coming season he will surpass Ricky Jackson and Morton Anderson for games played in franchise history. He is currently fourth in that department Drew Brees stands alone, 37 away, and extrapolating over three years. If knock on wood, if Jordan plays effectively and stays healthy enough, he'll eclipse that and become the all-time leader in games played. Of course, officially, Jordan is the all-time leader in sacks, although he pointed out at the press conference yesterday morning that unofficially Ricky Jackson still holds the record because sacks didn't become an official NFL statistic until 1982, and Ricky Jackson had eight, eight and a half his first season in 81, so Jordan would still need to get to that level with seven and a half sacks more over the course of his time in New Orleans. But I think that reflects the character of Cam Jordan. It tells you that he's paying homage to Ricky Jackson first and foremost, but also it tells you about his competitive nature. He's patently aware of the number and clearly motivated to surpass it. And I think that's also true of the game's record. And I think it's also true of matching the number of years spent with the team that Drew Brees accomplished. And, of course, the other aspect, and I wrote about this at CrescentCitySports.com. If you want to read the piece, I think you'd enjoy it. In the history of the New Orleans Saints, only eight players have played ten seasons or more with the Saints 
as the only team they've ever played for. Eight. In other words, they played 10 seasons or more with the Saints and did not play for another team. Only eight others. You can read the story at CrestonCitySports.com about those players. So Cam Jordan would be the ninth, and of course he'd be the one that has played the most. You've had some that played 13 years in New Orleans, namely Ricky Jackson, Jim Wilkes, Morton Anderson, Hobie Brenner, who did so, Frank Warren. They all did it, 13 years. Derlin Moore. But Jordan is going on year 13, and he's got a two-year deal after that, so he would surpass that as well. When you consider and think about the Mount Rushmore of New Orleans Saints history, look, the Ring of Honor, we have the Saints Hall of Fame, which I run, which is for the best of the best, and the Ring of Honor is the elite of the elite. And when you look at the Ring of Honor and the few people that are there, you understand the elite of the elite. There's no question that Cam Jordan will be in the Saints Hall of Fame, and there's no question that Cam Jordan will be in the Ring of Honor eventually when his time is done. And, of course, he'll be joining those great elite people in the history of the New Orleans Saints in those categories. And right now in New Orleans Saints history, in my estimation, the two most significant players were Drew Brees and Ricky Jackson, based on longevity, based on accomplishment. Certainly, at the next level, right below them would be the likes of Willie Rove, Horton Anderson, Sam Mills, you know, and then, of course, Vaughn Johnson, Pat Swilling, among others, but I'd put them in that category. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that Cam Jordan is going to be right there with Drew Brees and Ricky Jackson when he's done. I believe that to be the truth. I believe that to be the case. I believe that his accomplishments will merit that type of attention and that type of recognition based upon what he has done. The evidence that we saw last year of Cam Jordan was that he's still a good player. Naturally, no one is ever going to beat age. I mean, at some point, it's going to be over with. At some point, you won't be as good or as effective. We didn't see that last year. I know a lot of people expressed concerns about Jordan and about Demario Davis and how long in the tooth they are in the league, their age, and so forth, and how it affects their performance. But to me, it's innocent until proven guilty. These guys play at a high level. They are highly motivated. They have tremendous character. They're the leaders of the team. And I fully expect Davis will play well this year, and I fully expect Jordan will still be a good player as well. But I also think when the time comes and they don't feel like they can continuously do it, that they'll step away. Drew Brees did that when he realized physically he couldn't do that anymore, couldn't be the guy he had been previously, and he stepped away. It's hard to do, but it will happen at some point. But what a wonderful move by the Saints to secure Camp Jordan, to enable him to finish his career in the black and gold. I mean, I mentioned Drew Brees and Ricky Jackson, who I consider to be the two most significant players they've had in this franchise, and neither played their entire career with the Saints. Brees, of course, started with the Chargers before he came here. Jackson, of course, left here, went to the 49ers, and won a Super Bowl. I mentioned Willie Rofe, Chiefs, Sam Mills, Panthers, 
Vaughn Johnson. Eagles, Pat Swilling. Lions, Raiders, Morton Anderson. Falcons, you get the, you get it. I mean, bottom line is, you understand just how significant those players are. Ed Daniels, my partner, rejoining me now. We'll get to your calls in a moment. 504-260-1061. Ed, I was waxing philosophical about Cam Jordan, the contract, and what he means to the New Orleans Saints. And I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com. In the history of the New Orleans Saints, only eight players have played 10 years or more and played their entire career with the New Orleans Saints. Only eight. So Cam Jordan would join those ranks, but even more importantly, he would become the longest tenured player to ever do it because we had several that played 13 years. And I mentioned the names. You know, you can remember these guys, Jim Wilkes, Frank Warren, uh, Derlin Moore, Morton Anderson, Ricky Jackson. They all played 13 seasons with the Saints. And, you know, but then again, Derlin Moore ended up with the Jets. Ricky Jackson ended up, you know, with... Uh, the 49ers. Jim Wilkes did play his entire career here. Derlin Moore, I mentioned, and then, of course, Morton Anderson went on to the Falcons and Vikings and everything else. So that's how significant Cam Jordan is. It's And when he's done, uh, I would put him in that category with Drew Brees and Ricky Jackson as the greatest to ever wear the black and gold. Well, I agree, Kenny. I mean, you know, when you look at not only uh, production, but incredible defendability, that's the thing that's amazing. And you know there's a lot of games where he was hurt, but he kept playing. And, uh, you know, um, he mentioned it yesterday that, you know, he, he wanted to play when he had that orbital injury and they had to keep him out. And, um, you know, the guy just plays and practices every day. It's pretty amazing. It's an amazing story. And one of the things that I thought was, was really cool about Friday morning, getting up at 6 in the morning and going – going to an 8 a.m. press conference. I thought one of the coolest things was he talked about how much he learned from his father and all the um, the things he learned. And one of them was to was to be dependable, was to show up every day. And I know I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but, you know, he wanted to be like his dad. And I, I thought it was, a, it was not only a great thing to say, but an unbelievable tribute to his father who was sitting there. Well, the other thing about his father, Steve, is the fact that Steve set the example as well because he played his, his entire career. career with one team, with the Minnesota with the Vikings. Vikings. Yep. So, Steve, Jordan, Steve Jordan was a great player. But, you know, he mentioned that and, and all the all the things that his dad accomplished and, and the fact that he did it in one place. I thought it was uh, just uh, a superb tribute from a, uh, from a son to a dad. And, you know, I know his dad was extremely proud yesterday and he had all his kids there. And that was a cool. That was a cool thing too. I think that, you know, people uh, who don't know that need to see that Cam Jordan is a great family man too. So, I, I mean, for a young person, uh, I don't. I don't know if there's a better example about uh, how to go about your business than the way he does it. Yeah, he's so personable and fun, and fun loving, and I thought his. Who he is was completely revealed by a his family being there, b the faith he's expressed, c the comment he made regarding the sacks record because I think that tells you all about who he is the first thing is he paid homage to Ricky Jackson and recognized him because even though officially he surpassed Ricky last year unofficially he has not because 
He's, Ricky he's still, what, seven, nine, seven and a half behind. Seven and a half short. Ricky yeah. in 1981 had eight and a half sacks, and the NFL yeah. didn't recognize sacks until the next season, so technically Ricky has more than Jordan. And number one, Jordan paid homage to Ricky by bringing that up. He didn't have to do that. But number two, he also brought it up because the competitive fire that burns within him, he wanted people to know that he's after that and he wants to break that. I think that sums him up. He's respectful, but he's incredibly competitive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, I just thought it was, you know, you go to you go to some things and you say, okay, that was pretty good. You go to some things and you say, ah, I don't know, that that didn't exactly go well. Well, uh, that was, the, the whole thing was done superbly yesterday. It was really cool. No, I thought it was great. And, of course, by the time he finishes this contract, if he plays it out, he will have played 15 years in the Saints uniform, the only uniform he's ever worn. And by the way, the 15 years would tie the longest tenure of any player in Saints history. That, of course, would be Drew Brees. So that's another thing. And then last but not least, if he plays it out, based on the number of games played this coming year, he's going to surpass Ricky Jackson and more Anderson for games played. Currently he's fourth. He'll move up to second. But if he plays out the contract and knock on wood, he stays healthy enough. He needs 37 to surpass Breeze for the most games ever played in Saints history, and there's a really good chance that's going to happen as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's quite a legacy, and, um, you know, it's uh, very um, very interesting to to interview players who, who understand how important all of that stuff is. And, um, you know, like I uh, on Wednesday interviewed Michael Pratt, and He's four touchdown passes shy of uh, Patrick uh, Ramsey's record, 72 in a career. Sean King has seven. And and Michael Pratt stays healthy, God willing. He's going to break that. And, right. and, you know, he understands the whole legacy part of it. And, you know, that's why the whole transfer thing last year and all the rumors, you know, I, I just found it hard to believe because, you know, if the guy, if, if he is a quarterback this year and he, and, you know, stays healthy, and Tulane wins eight games. It'll be the greatest two-season win total in school history. No Tulane team has ever won 20 games in two seasons. Uh, if you remember, go back to 97-98, that was 19 victories. And the, the 97 team, which won seven games and was really good, didn't get a chance to go to a bowl game. So, you know, if he's, if he's able to pull that off, I mean, you know, you're – you're talking about uh, a guy who is considered one of the best ever in school history. And and that's incredibly special. Just incredibly special. Yeah, we're going to get into Tulane and LSU coming up. But what we're going to do here is we'll take a brief time out at 504-260-1061. Kurt, you're up next. Your call is also welcome as we continue on with the Three Tailgaters show. Ken and Ed back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. 
With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. So I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. We'll talk about Tulane, talk about LSU. We'll talk about conference realignment and college athletics coming up as well, among other things. Right now to your calls, 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for your patience, and welcome to the Three Tailgater Show. Hey, Ken, Eddie, good morning. How y'all doing? Good, buddy. Fine. Man, I just, just really uh, was watching uh, so much talk about the running backs this morning, and, and, and rightfully so with Kamara. I, I love how he you know, took ownership of what went on, and, you know, three games – <laughs> yeah, that's not it's not a whole lot from what it looked like from last year on. But you know, the thing is, looking at um, Canning, I just heard a clip from Carr last night, and someone must have asked him about him, and he specifically said, "Hey, you know, he, he's a violent player," and you know, he said he definitely wants to assert his dominance, whoever he's against, you know, and that's the type of thing you want up front, guys protecting you, you know. And there was so much hope, so much intrigue. When he came, when he was drafted, and I just think it's going to be a good. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if he gets out there and does what we, what he know, what we know he can do, and how he believes he likes to play. And, and, and like Penning said, you know, we got to protect our own players in practice. But that's just how I play. That, that's how I believe the game should be played from this position. And I just feel like we just not even realizing if he's healthy this year in a run. And we obviously want to run the ball. We're obviously going to run the ball more than last year. And man, that's, that's a heck of a marriage. That's gonna be a heck of a marriage. You know, if he gets out there as a road grader, like we know he is, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just pumped up about that. Hearing what Carr said about him, and um, your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that it's gonna be a, a major difference if he's out there? Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I just think that when you look at Penning, uh, I think just in a very small sample size last year. 
you saw what he could do in the running game. I think, uh, you know, the biggest, I don't want to say issue, but the biggest learning curve for him is going to be pass protection. He's going to be up against uh, usually the best edge rusher on the other team playing left tackle. That's that's a reality of being a left tackle in the NFL. And I think once he learns that skill, he's, he's got a chance to be dominant. Look, I, I, I said it last year, and I just watching the guy in the little – the little, the little sample size we had. I think he's going to be a really good player. And everybody who was just, you know, throwing shade at the Saints for and I and Kurt, you know, I'll tell you honestly, okay, if I think they made a bad selection or or they messed up, I, I'll be honest with you and give you my opinion. But I, right. I, I thought they were right on the money with Tenning. I, I think Tenning's yeah. going to be a really good player. And here's the thing: let's just say, and I'm not saying this is the case. But let's just say that if one day the Saints decided to move him inside, I think he'd yeah. be a great guard, all right, yeah. And yeah. if they wanted to go out and get a tackle. But I'm not saying that because I think the guy is going to be uh, a tremendous player. And I think the Saints had a really good draft last year. And everybody who was throwing shade on the fact that the Eagles fleeced the Saints, well, right. you know, and I heard that twice, is – is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson still on the Eagles? Nope, not at all. Not okay. at all. He's, he's moved on, and guess what? You know, the guy might be a great player, but there's, for, for nope. whatever reason, okay, he only got a one-year contract from the Lions. He didn't, I don't think they right. signed him to, to a multi-year deal, right? Right. And every, no. everybody was like, oh, my God, the Eagles took the Saints to the cleaners on this trade. Well, if yeah. those two picks turn out to be – uh, or which, which they are, Trevor Penning and Chris Olave, I think you're looking at two guys who are going to be really good players for this franchise for a long time. And like I said, if I didn't think so, I would tell you. And that's what I think. That's right. Hey, Ed, I got my first my first of four drafts tonight, and I, and I do not believe Carr is the 22nd best quarterback, and he's uh <laughs> Well, he's the, only, the, only thing I'll, the only thing I'll tell you is, the only thing I'll tell you is, is that remember <laughs> – I think there's a, a ceiling there. If you're expecting, if you're expecting 32 touchdown passes, you know that that might be, uh, you know that might be a little ambitious. But no, um, you got yeah. you got to go after one of those seven that that can run and pass. Bottom line, I'm gonna get one of them six or seven that run and pass. But Carr's gonna be on the team. Yeah. He will. Well, make, he will make, make sure he will make, make sure you get Kendra Miller as a stash. I will. I will. Late in the draft. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. All right, man. Thank you. Okay, Kurt. Always a pleasure. 504-260-1061. Yeah, with Penning, it's all about development, staying healthy first of all, but secondly about development. And he doesn't have to be a great pass blocker, but he has to be a good enough when playing the blind side. And that remains to be seen as to whether he can be that guy. I think we all know he's got the ability to be a really good uh, run blocker. I think we're all patently aware of that. So uh, no issues there where he's concerned. And obviously, they drafted Saul DeVere, and already looking at Andrus Pete's situation, you can understand the thought process there. Saul DeVere is not ready to be that guy, but you know perhaps James Hurst could be. And I'm not even sure Andrus Pete's going to start at this stage. I mean, given the circumstances and what where he's been, what he's done, what he hasn't done, how available or unavailable he's been, I just wonder if there's a breaking point and they just finally decide, let's move on. 
Well, I mean that 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 certainly uh, that certainly could could be the case. I think they have Hurst under contract for a couple more years, right? Mm, yes. And and I think you know, look, uh, Hurst is a solid player. All right, and you know, when you think about it, here's a guy who is who has who has uh, put together a really nice NFL career. He's been in just his tenth year, Kenny. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at I'm, I'm going to find out some more stuff about this guy. And you know, I knew he was on the team, but I didn't. I, I maybe just uh, a lack of awareness on my part, but I didn't realize that the guy was has been in the NFL since his tenth season. He started yeah. in 2014 in the NFL. So, I mean, you if if that's a guy that you've got to go to, who's an experienced hand, who can do a solid job for you, then uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I think it puts you in a pretty good position. And as I mentioned, they drafted Salda very. Look, they signed Trey Turner. Obviously, he he got hurt. That's a shame. Signed Garcia, so they've they've really guarded against the offensive line issues that they had last year with the injuries, and they have to because that went from being a unit that looked like it would be a strength to being a unit that frankly uh, wasn't good enough overall because of the injuries a year ago. So, I think they put themselves in a pretty good position there. But you still have to have Ryan Ramchek on the field. You still have to have Ruiz on the field. You have to have McCoy on the field. Penning's got to be healthy enough and good enough. I mean, all of those things are applicable. So, you know, I mean, that's really important uh, from the standpoint of where they're at right now. So, look, I think their offensive line will be fine if they're healthy enough. But I just wonder about mm-hmm. the whole Andrew Speed situation and as to whether or not they're just they're just going to move on. I mean, they're going to move on to the end of the year anyway at this point the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and remember, uh, the biggest champion of Andrus Pete in the building is no longer there. Sean Payton. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, Sean Payton wanted Andrus Pete in 2015 or whatever it was, 2000, 2013, 15, whatever, whatever year it was. I think it was 2015, but I, I don't remember. But anyhow, uh, he wanted Andrus Pete here and um, – you know, and he and he wanted Andrew Speed signed to an extension. And look, that's his prerogative, I guess, as the head coach. He went to bat for something he thought was important. Do I necessarily agree? Uh, probably not, but I mean, hey, that, that's what he wanted. But again, he's not here anymore. No, he isn't. And obviously, this is a situation where they have other options. So we'll see how this thing unfolds at that particular position and then of course with regard to the situation at tight end I mean they've got a quagmire of players there there's no way they can keep five guys much less six if you count Taysom Hill so that's going to sort itself out one way or the other and that's an interesting dynamic let's take a look at the other side of the ball on defense because I think you and I both agree as we talked about earlier that's where they have maybe the most concern and I think it's in two spots, if not three. I think the defensive tackle spot, I think the linebacker spot as a whole, and the safety spot are all question marks. I mean, you could throw in defensive end because of Peyton Turner and what you have in Foskey, but but you have other guys there, so you don't feel as concerned about that. But certainly I think defensive tackle, linebacker, and safety are positions that if you have to be concerned about anything on this team, that's where I would point to. Well, you know, I, I agree. I mean, you know, look, defensive tackle, I think that that's a that's a spot that could be really good. I mean, it all depends on Brzee and 
you know, Shepard and Colin Saunders. I mean, those those are guys that the, uh, you know, the club is, they're counting on. So, um, you know, but here's the one thing I would say, Kenny. Look, every every team in the NFL has question mark spots. Agree? Yes, of course. I think the one thing that the Saints don't have a question mark anymore is is that quarterback. And that's why they're favored to win the division. I mean, that might be an oversimplification of it, but I really think that, that you know, when you when you look at that, look, Atlanta has Atlanta has some really good young skills. Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, right? All of those guys look like look like tremendous talents. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Agree? Oh yeah, I love Pitts, love Robinson. I mean, that guy's right. really good. Right, but again, I right, so is is Desmond Ritter the guy? And the owner spoke out in his favor this week. He did. Yep. Passionately, okay? Mm-hmm. Is Desmond Ritter, and I'm a Desmond Ritter fan. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be a, a good NFL quarterback. But is Desmond Ritter the guy, or at some point during the season, they have to turn to Heineken? Well, if they do, then that means that their offense is underperforming because they want to give this young quarterback every chance uh, to, to have some success. So, you know, look, the Saints have some areas of concern, but overall, I do think that they do have an improved roster. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they go from seven wins to 10 or 11? I don't know. I don't know, but I do think their roster is better. Yes, and with regard to the depth on defense, it will avail itself. So much is going to depend on what Brzee can bring to the table. He's going to be a rotation player right away. He has to be with what they have, and we don't know yet. And we won't know what he is, but there's athletic ability, and that's clear. They've said nice things about him. That's good, but again, he's a rookie at a tough spot, so we'll see. Safety position, depth is the issue. Linebacker position, depth is the issue, as we've talked about. And we talked about the kicking spot, too, and and what they're going to do there earlier in the show. But you mentioned it back to the quarterback position. It's the most important spot. And, I mean, again, it's the most discussed spot. And we see all the numbers and the rankings. And Derek Carr shows up top 15 pretty much everywhere, but typically between 10 and 15, not top 10. And my response to that is that's a significant upgrade because if you look at Jameis Winston, with all due respect, he's not top 15. He's not top 20 on anybody's card. If you look at Andy Dalton, he wasn't top 30 on anybody's card. Derek Carr is at this stage of his career. He can still do everything physically, and he's renewed mentally, and he's in a better situation, and obviously they have confidence in him. As I've said over and over again, he just needs to be good. He doesn't need to be great. He needs to be good, and I think he can be with the players that they're surrounding him with. Well, you know, look, I, I – I hope that he has a higher ceiling. And, and again, the one thing that I hold out hope for is that, you know, like you mentioned, change of scenery. Look, he's, he's played for six coaches in nine years. Mm-hmm. And he's been with a dysfunctional organization. Yep. And, you know, you would hope that, that um, you know, a, that him uh, coming to another place, you know, would be, uh, would be something that would benefit him tremendously. Now, you know, I was I was watching something last night about Johnny Unitas, who was cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers and mm-hmm. signed by the Baltimore Colts. Now, right. do we think it's going to be that? No. But 
could he could he have a really really good year? Could he approach the numbers that he had in 2020 when he had a, a tremendously high quarterback rating and played very very well? Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, I think he's that guy. I think he can be that guy. And of course, the productivity around him will matter. Uh, Camaro only out three games won't hurt. Having Kendra Miller should help. Jawan Johnson a year down the road. Foster Morrow. Uh, of course, Jason Hill's still here. Olave a year down the road. Shahid a year down the road. There are playmakers. And then Michael Thomas, of course, could play such a big role if he's close to what he was previously. And you know, people keep asking that question. And my response to that is, I don't know. Uh, but I do know this. The thing that matters most with him is that he's on the field and that he stays on the field. Because if he does that, uh, he's got half the battle won. And he doesn't have to be that 145-catch guy that we saw that one year. He just needs to be that guy that's a 60-85-catch to 85 catch guy that moves the chains, makes plays for this team, and, and scores the football because he can. Because this team has touchdown makers and Thomas and Jawan Johnson and Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. These are touchdown makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, look, uh, you know, I, I think that when you, when you look overall, I think the Saints offense is going to be a little bit better than people might expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if their defense is going to be top five overall like it was last year. That's an area that concerns me a little bit. Yeah, I said that earlier. I think it's, you know, it's, it's all about the quality depth on the defensive side. The top two linebackers are good. The defensive ends, the top end guys are good. The cornerbacks are good. I think that's a strong spot, and I think the first two safeties are fine, but it's all about depth on the defensive side of the ball. And then the kicking game, Blake Gillikin, you know, wasn't bad last year, but wasn't quite as good as his rookie year, and Will Lutz wasn't as good as he has been. So obviously that's important to get him back, and it doesn't take much to get him back to where he was because it's not like he was bad last year. He was 23-31. But you want him to be better than that. Uh, to help you win a game and make a kick and depend on him to do so. And I do think, as we said earlier, that ultimately Lutz and Gilligan will be those guys. Yes, I agree. All right, Saints talk. You want to talk about the Saints? We'll be glad to continue doing that. Uh, it's 504-260-1061. Of course, when our second hour begins, we're going to get into Tulane, to LSU, and into conference alignment, or should I say realignment, and the crazy musical chairs game, and where does it end I don't know when because it's just beginning from my perspective. We'll talk about all of that. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon, our producer. Ken Trahan, Ed Daniels. Three Tailgater Show continues with our second hour in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply. Stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy 
Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text YOGA to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text YOGA to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word YOGA to 200-300. Text YOGA to 200-300. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. About the three little pigs and their houses of straw, sticks, and bricks. Well, did you know there was a fourth pig? Well, he got a metal roof from Walker Metals. So the fourth pig told the wolf, You can't get me since my roof is made of steel. So the wolf huffed and puffed, and well, the rest was history. Come by Walker Metals or call 225 791 7791 so we can explain how a metal roof can protect your home against wind, hail, fire, and save you on your rising energy bills. Stop by or call Walker Metals today. 225-791-7791. Love your new metal roof from Walker Metals. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Need a new roof? Walker Metals has you covered. Walker Metals is a local manufacturer of metal roofing products. You may pay a little more than shingles, but a metal roof from Walker Metals will last you your lifetime. We sell direct to residential, commercial, and contractors. Stop by or call Walker Metals today at 225-791-7791 or visit walkermetalroofing.com. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, Nash FM 1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. 
Be a part of the show. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As our second hour begins here on the Three Tailgaters Show, we're glad you've joined us this morning. And if you want to talk Saints, we'll be glad to continue doing that. Uh, at your beck and call, glad to do it, 504-260-1061. We turn our attention to college football now. Tulane started practice earlier this week with high expectations. And and you, you talked about it, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but if you have any concern about this team right now, is there any one thing that you could point to as a concern, minor or significant whatsoever? Well, um, I think he's hired some good coaches. So I think that's uh, that's a good positive. You know, I think uh, Dan Rauschar and um, Greg McMahon are both both uh, really good coaches. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help them. Um, I think their offensive line is good. I think yep. they've got some good young receivers, too. Um, the, only, the only concern I would really have on offense is this, is that they've got good backs, but can any of those backs make the plays that Tajay Spears made? And, you know, I mean, that's that's what happens when when you have to replace. And that's no – I'm not throwing shade on any of those backs because they're all good backs. But can one of those guys step up, and, and Willie Fritz said it this week, We've got five guys. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna narrow it down to two or three at some point during the season. But I mean, when you look at some of the plays that Tajay Spears made and how great he was in the second half of last season, from November on, he was elite, as good as any player in the country. You know, I mean, when you're talking about being at an elite level, to me that's a concern. And, and you know, and everyone talks about the linebackers, Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams left. But I think they're going to be really good there. I mean, Jesus Machado's always been a good player. And um, they've got some other veteran guys who are good players there. And I think Tyler Grubbs is going to really help them too. So I think, they, I think they've got a good club. I really do, Kenny. And they've, they've got depth and they've got competition. So they look to me like a, a really solid team. Now, are they an 8 or 9 win team? <laughs> are they an 11 or, or 12 win team? You know, games like uh, games like Ole Miss, games like South Alabama, the last game of the season against UTSA, going to Memphis, those are the things that decide whether your season is pretty good or whether it's great. And I would throw Southern Miss in there too. So, look, I think that if things go okay to fairly well for them, they're an eight-win team, and I think if things go well for them, they're a, they're a ten-win team again and staring at some big things and maybe beyond that because the first three games are going to determine so much as we've spoken about previously south alabama's a worthy opponent no pushover at all Ole miss we'll see just how that gap changed from where we saw in oxford a couple years ago and then southern miss who beat tulane last year and obviously is a rival so i i think as i've said before if tulane comes out of those games two and one they're on track to, to possibly win 10 games. If they come out of those games 3-0, and they're, they're clearly on their way to win 10 or more. If they come out of it 1-2, I think it's more like 8. So that, that's what I'm looking at is the first three games. We'll get into LSU in the next segment, but it's not unlike LSU uh, with its first three games. Getting out of that, you know, I think for LSU, 3-0 and is imperative. But anyway, uh, talking about Tulane right now. Cornerbacks, you got good players returning there. 
uh, that got the experience last year. Certainly defensive line, like offensive line, like a lot. You mentioned the receivers. I think they finally got that riddle solved, and they got good, good enough players there for sure. You know, not so much depth at tight end at this point. And then quarterback as deep a room as you'll ever see. You know, we had a piece at Crescent City Sports this past week on Justin Ibietta that Chrissy Freud wrote. And, of course, Kai Horton played really well. And they were able to keep both Ibietta and Horton. And both are sophomores. And the idea is obvious, and that is that, hey, one of you guys is going to be the guy next year. And they're both banking on it being themselves. So it's pretty interesting that they're able to keep all three. You know, as, a, as an example, LSU could not keep all three of theirs, and Howard departed. So they've got all three. You feel pretty good uh, if anything should happen to Michael Pratt. You feel pretty good about Tulane's situation at quarterback. Well, I, I do. You know, I think um, Horton did a great job in the Houston game, of course, off the bench. And, uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to deny what he did that night. I thought he was clutch. And I know that uh, the Tulane people have a lot of faith in him, and they have a lot of faith in Justin. So, um, you know, to me, when, when, you, when you look at the, the sustainability of a program, and that's what you're talking about here. You're talking about consistent winning. And when you look at that, I think the first thing you got to look at is you got to look at the quarterback position. You can't you can't have a huge drop off there and expect to con- continue to win at a high level. The position's just too important. But here's the thing too: if they keep winning, Kenny, and if they're ever in a situation in any year in the foreseeable future where they 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 don't they're short at quarterback, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen for a while, but if they're ever in that position. If you have a real good program and an established head coach and an identity, then I think that you'll be able to attract a transfer quarterback. Don't you? I believe so. And, you know, the portal has changed everything in that regard. You know, sometimes, I mean, look at LSU. If you go back to, you know, and I, I, I hate to single a guy out, but if you go back to about eight or nine years ago, if Anthony Jennings, um, if there would have been a portal, what Anthony Jennings had been to, the, the quarterback for LSU that year. No, understood. I'm just asking. I mean, you know, or some of the other guys they've had, Jarrett Lee, guys who have been, you know, solid players, but but not extraordinary. Would 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 Les Miles have gone out and looked for an upgrade? My guess is he probably would have. Yeah, things are different now in this game, but the fact that Tulane has these three guys in the building gives you great comfort to to know that they can withstand. A loss, God willing, that doesn't happen. But they're in good shape there. It goes without saying. And they got both their kickers back, which is another undervalued, important aspect to their football team. Yeah, look, I think the conference realignment helps them. I think they're in a good position. I think UTSA will probably be the team to beat. Uh, They will have some other trap games. And as you brought up a few times, they got to find a way to go to Memphis and win. That hasn't happened in a long time. It hasn't happened in 25 years. So, you know, the last guy to win in Memphis, I think, was Sean King in that, in that group. That was a long time ago. But, you know, look, uh, one, of, one of the things that's really weird about the UTSA thing is that the quarterback's back, and he was on campus for the first time in 2017. Yeah. So that's unbelievable when you think that a guy is there for his seventh season. But, you know, and I think there's a lot of teams – coming into the American who are investing in their programs. 
if you look at it, a lot of them have practice facilities or covered facilities. And, you know, that's an area where, where Tulane is going to have to keep up. And I think at some point in the near future, they're going to make a decision whether they're going to build a permanent structure or a bubble. But they've got to make a decision and build something relatively soon. And I think they will. It's just a matter of what. I agree with you. And obviously permanent would be the answer. Bubble would serve a purpose, but you'd have to replace it in due time. So, yeah, listen, there. this is it. We, we continue to, to harp on this and make the point, but this is that time, this is that place for Tulane, not just Tulane football, but Tulane athletics to, to jump on because we're going to talk about conference realignment coming up extensively. And the only way that you're part of that mix is if you're competitive and good in the major sports and if you're competitive from an attendance perspective. And those things have to happen consistently. And if that's ever going to happen at Tulane, now is the time. You brought up 97 and 98 with football. That's the closest thing we've had to approximating success on a consistent basis at Tulane. And that you know, was over the course of two seasons. So again, in our lifetime, we haven't seen it. The opportunity is there. Baseball, they, for whatever season they had, they won their conference tournament and got to the NCAA tournament. Uh, basketball, Ron Hunter's got it in a better place. Women's basketball has been competitive uh, for a long time now uh, with a winning program. So then it comes back to football, and where are you there? So, look, this is their chance. This is their time. They kept their coach. They kept their quarterback. They continued the momentum. They got conference realignment, which favors them. Uh, you look at the schedule, and they're probably going to be favored in all but one or two games. And this is it. I mean, if it's ever going to happen, this is it. Well, and, and look, the, the, the whole realignment thing is all driven by football. Um, you know, when, when's the last time a, a – you know, the Pac-12 has a reputation as a basketball school. I, I don't know. When's the last time they won a Final Four? No, I hear you. I got it's been a long it. time, mean, okay? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. look, the, the fact that, you know, that, uh, yeah, you know, no, nobody, had, nobody in, the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the hallowed halls of, the, of the, the upper reaches of college football cares if Utah is good in basketball. Utah is good in football. That's why yeah. they got an invite to the Big 12. Right. You know, TCU is good in football. That's why they're in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, Arizona and Arizona State, Arizona State more than Arizona, but Arizona State has, a, has a, a long football pedigree. They haven't been as good lately, but football is important there. That's why they're in the Big 12 now. You know, that's why Oregon and, and Washington are in the Big 10. It's, it's, all, it's all driven by football revenue. And if Tulane is ever going to have a chance in any league, then what they have to do is, they have to do what Cincinnati did, and that's dominate the league they're in for a considerable period of time. And if you can do that, then then there's always an avenue for you. It's not going to be the SEC. And I hear a lot of talk about Clemson and Florida State going to the SEC. Now, I can't imagine that South Carolina and Florida would be in favor of that. Well, I, I have an opinion on that. We're, we're going to talk about that extensively in a segment coming up. But clearly where Tulane is concerned, they're in a position to enhance their programs, to make themselves more attractive to people. Because here's what I see. You know, we talked about 
in our lifetime. We talked about no attendance at football games. All I know is we saw what we saw last year. In the second half of the season, Goldman Stadium was at capacity and full. So the point is that if you win and if you're good, there's still an audience. People will come. And For sure. If you, sustain, if you sustain it, they will certainly come. And I believe that's yeah. true with baseball and basketball also. You know, and for years I heard, I heard several things. Number one, the games are on television. Number two, and the biggest one, the media is negative. All right? You know what? From September on last year, I did not get one email from any of these, a handful of lunatics who are always out there playing that card, and they know who they are. I, I didn't get one email or, or phone call or text message about lack of two-lane coverage. They all settled down. You know why? Because it was a winning product. It sold itself. Nobody had to sell it when you win. This is a football town in, in a football state. This is the South and college football. And if you win, people will find you. And they found Tulane last year because they won. Well, it, it, it proved that they can attract a base. They can have the attendance. You know, the stadium is what it is. It's only got a certain capacity. The same thing is true of Fogelman Arena. Uh, Turchin is up to par. That's, that's a pretty good baseball facility. So ultimately, I think facilities matter. Attendance matters. But the number one thing that matters is winning. It's that simple. And it always has been. And it always will be in Tulane is going to win in football this year. I'm convinced and, of that. Yeah. The and question you know is, Kenny, look, to what degree? Kenny, look, if you want to take your, you're a dad, and, and, you, and your, you, and, you and your wife want to take your, your three kids to a college football game, it's, it's, a, it's a nice place to go see a college game on a Saturday. And you can, you can, you can go there and you can afford it, okay? You're not going to have to declare bankruptcy when you walk out of the stadium. It's, it's a really good product, and it's an affordable product. And you can sit in the end zone for a very, very reasonable price. You know, look, you and I did the same thing. You know, my buddy Kevin and I, we did the same thing. You know, Saints games, he, he, he was in Baton Rouge on Saturday. But, but, uh, but, but Saints games, guess what? We grew up in the south end zone. $15 ticket. That, that's what I saw when I was a kid. I wasn't sitting at the 50-yard line. I was in the I was in the I was in the, the south end zone, section X or section W, mm-hmm. at Tulane Stadium. That's where I grew up. Grew up, and that's the same place that that a, that a lot of young kids can go to see games with their family because they can afford it. You don't you don't you don't have to spend a fortune to go to a game. No, not in the least. It's a it's a fine venue. It's really exciting when there are people there, and it's even more exciting when the team is good. And I think they're going to be good. And I don't think the expectations are going to be too much to handle. I think they're going to handle it. I really do. I think they're in a good place. They have veteran leadership. They've got a coach, even though he's had changes on his staff, that has a grasp of his program. And I think he's mm-hmm. filled the slots pretty well. So, look, it's all positive. I mean, it's all well, positive. You know, and look, Kenny, I, I interviewed um... – I interviewed Lester Ricard this this week for the uh, for our Sports Zone show, and he I thought he made a really good point. He says, "When's the last time that Tulane their offensive line looks like an, a Power Five offensive line?" 
with Cam Wire now, you've got five guys who could start at Power 5 schools. I mean, Sincere Hainsworth is one of the best centers in the country. Prince Pines was a really good pickup for them at guard. And they've got other good players. But, you know, Tulane uh, has has a solid offensive line, and they've got good players on defense. And and believe me, that, that's what it takes. And, and they're starting to look physically more and more like a Power 5 team, and that's what you need. I agree with that. I think they're solid up front. Uh, Remitich should be fine. Uh, I believe yeah, Josh they're... is a good player. You know, Josh they've... is a Josh is a big fella too. Okay, yes, he is. You know, they they've got they've got good players up front, and guess what? They bring young players in the into the program, and they try to develop them. But while everybody is screaming and yelling about the unfairness, the jumping up and down of the about the portal, you know, going crazy over that. Guess he's taking advantage of the portal. Tulane University. I mean, you don't no think doubt. Lawrence Keys? You don't think Lawrence Keys helped them last year? You don't think Prince Pines helped them last year? You don't. You don't think Cameron Wire is going to help them? I could go down the list. Patrick Jenkins. Go Lance on and Rob- on about Lance, Lance Robinson. Lance Robinson. I go on and on. You and I could look at the roster right now and pick out uh, a bunch of guys who transferred here and have helped them tremendously. You know, the one thing that 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 Willie Fritz has done is. He's done a great job with the portal. Shoddy Clayton, there's another one. I yes. mean, you know, I, I, you could just take them off memory. And, you know, that's why when everybody complains about the portal and NIL, I, you know, I think college football is in a great place. Maybe maybe I've lost my marbles, okay? Maybe I'm finally out. I, I should be finally put out the pasture. But I love college football, and I, don't, I, I personally don't think it's a wreck right now like a lot of people think it is it's 504-260-1061 to join us when we return we'll talk lsu football still to come conference realignment we'll get into that extensively but tigers next as we continue with more of the three tailgaters show ken and ed here on nash icon 1061 fm and at nash fm 1061.com Hey, it's me, Ruthie, from Total Wine and More. You know how stores have been raising their prices lately? Well, lean into your speaker a little closer because I've got a big secret to share. Total Wine is actually lowering our prices on hundreds of wines. I know, right? And even better, our new lower prices on hundreds of wines are here to stay. But listen, don't thank me. At Total Wine, we love helping our customers save big. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. And we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 
The 35th Annual Poncha Train Home Show and Langenstein's Food Fest is Saturday, August 26th and Sunday, August 27th. There'll be prizes, giveaways, cooking demonstrations, and samples from Langenstein's. Sponsored by Junk Luggers. Junk removal done right. Causeway Coin. Rarely matched. Never beaten. Uncle Bear Seasoning. It's Grizzly Good, y'all. And Langenstein's Grocery Stores, where food lovers shop. Please visit jaaspro.com for more information. 10 through 5 p.m. Saturday, August 26th and Sunday, August 27th. The Poncha Train Home Show and Langenstein's Food Fest in the Poncha Train Center. The Olive Branch Cafe has a simple formula. We use only the freshest ingredients and prepare everything daily. Our lunch menu starts at less than $12 and includes wraps, subs, soup and salads, and of course, pizza. Delivery available through Uber Eats. Impress your guests at your next party with catering from the Olive Branch Cafe. Marrero and Algiers. The Olive Branch Cafe. Eat better, feel better, be better. Open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Check out our menu or order online. OliveBranchCafe.com. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Back at you. Happy that you've joined us. Ken and Ed with you. It's 504-260-1061. Metairie, where Daryl Awaits us. Hi, Daryl. Thanks for your patience. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good, good morning. morning. Hi, Hi good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to make a quick comment about Cam Jordan. I, uh, sure. I'm so glad that they uh, they locked him in for the, the final years being a Saint. And I just wanted to say I, I, I like him because he's he's a, a better person and he's a, than he is a football player. So that says a lot about him. He's just a very genuine person and the other thing i wanted to say he hates atlanta the atlanta falcons <laughs> almost as much as i do <laughs> and, <love> and uh <laughs> and in reference to andres pete he should have he he should be gone i mean he he's always hurt and i've seen him in a lot of training camps because i've been out there a lot and it, it, to me he just seems lazy to me, and I think he would be a really good fit for Sean Payton in Denver. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Look, uh, we're not here to destroy anybody, but Andrews Pete is what he is. He's an, you know, he's an average to slightly above average player uh, in the NFL. I think that's fair when he's healthy, and he's not healthy enough. He's not on the field enough. Some have questioned no, his passion. His some have questioned his passion as to whether he. He loves the game and is that passionate about it? I don't know all that. Bottom line is, it's all about dependability and ability. If you're dependable and you have ability, it typically translates. Uh, he's not dependable. He's got some ability, but it's not great. So therefore, I think this is his last year. I, I firmly believe that. And I think they've told you that based upon what they've done with signing Turner, signing Garcia, drafting Saul DeVere. I, I, you know, they have Hurst. They have Throckmorton. I think they're basically telling you that they're they're setting up for the future without him, Ed. Yeah, and the one thing about the one thing about Andrew's feet is, look, we haven't done many interviews with him. He's a quiet guy, so maybe I guess, you know, I don't want to say you know, no one no one on this line right now is picking on him, but no. some people I think like to pick on him because he's just a quiet guy. That's who he is. That's that's his. He's he's a very reserved person. He's not he's not boisterous. Okay, that's. That's not his personality. 
But that doesn't mean he's not an accomplished player. The the problem that 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 I I have with 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 his resume, if there's anything, is that he hasn't played enough. If he was playing 15 or 16 games, I think you'd 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 have a you'd have a whole different purview on it. You'd have a whole whole different window that you'd be looking through. But he's played 30 games in the last three years, and you know if you're an offensive lineman, you know two out of three games that are are about 60 to 65 percent is is not good enough. You got to be you got to be in there more often, and that's the only problem I I would have it with with Andrew Speed. And I think people like to to pick on him sometimes because he's quiet, but that's who he is. That's who he is as a person. No, I, I understand that, Ed, but I, I've i seen him at training camp when he, he players were running their final laps and they're lapping him. I mean, and he's still running his lap when everybody else is going against him. Well, he's a very large – yeah, yeah, I understand that, but he's a, he's a, he is a massive human being, okay? Yeah, and, I understand that. But he, is a, he is a massive – you don't understand – how big Big is until you stand next to him. Oh, I've seen yeah. him. Look, I've seen yeah. him. I was I stood next to him. I know he's big. Yeah. But there's also but, some other big fellas out there that that we're not yeah. running that far behind. So well, I know there's probably circumstances behind it, but sure. but again, I I just I, I'm just not. I guess you you two can tell I'm not a fan of it. So uh, well, and, and never have been. My well, my, my son te- my son tells me. My son tells me I'm too hard on him, but well, I mean, look, that's certainly your opinion. And the fact, the fact that he was a number one draft choice, okay? If you're a number one draft choice, and 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 if whether it's true or not, if people perceive that you haven't panned out and you're a number one pick, you're always going to be a target. That's a fact. Yes, yes I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, well, look, always, I won't. Uh, I won't keep you all. You, I wanted to tell both of you. I, I really appreciate both of you. You all are doing a great job, and and also I, I appreciate what you do for my son. So I, I really, I really appreciate you two guys. You got well, it. Thank son. you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Darrell. Really yep. appreciate that, and appreciate you, and appreciate everyone in your family. Believe me. And then, of course, with regard to Pete, I think there's clearly a. Uh, a comparison to be made, and that would be Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead was better than Pete. He was a really good player, but ultimately the Saints moved on and did not pay him because of dependability. Even though he was an excellent player, in my mind, in my mind, in my mind, he'll be in the Saints Hall of Fame one day, Teron no, Armstead. Sure but the fact of the matter is, they didn't want to pay him anymore because the, the dependability issue. And I think there, it's a similar dynamic in terms of place and career and time, and and where the player is with Andrew Pete, I really believe that's similar. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a that's a very fair analogy. No one would no one would knock the career of Teron Armstead here. He was a very good player for the Saints, extremely good, and a very professional uh, player for the Saints. Always a first class guy, and you know, wish him nothing but success. But it, but eventually, that's the deal. If you you know, look, my uh, uh, my. My management at work, and I'm sure, you know, Kenny, you deal with the same thing. They know who dependable people are or not. And I'm not saying those guys aren't dependable. Maybe that's not the right word. But if you don't play in enough games, eventually in the NFL, uh, management is going to look elsewhere. No doubt. All right. 
504-260-1061 to join us. Jack is in River Ridge. Hi, Jack. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good, Jack. Hey, Jack. Um, Ed, I thought that was a really interesting story you, talk, you told about Brian Edwards. Uh, if there was betting on who was going to make the roster, I'd have to bet against him. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I, I was called into the, I was called into the, uh, into the tape room, the video room to, to be, to be shown that. Okay. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying everything I can not to be unfair. Okay. But that was accurate. I, I listened to it four different times to make sure that I wasn't, uh, misrepresenting or misquoting something. But I mean, that's, that's, that's what was there. I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, and I don't think it's run on any TV shows or anything, and I understand why. But it, it was just a, a little bit of a head-scratcher, that's all. Well, he, he's bounced – I mean, he clearly had talent, because I think he got drafted, what, in the second round? But he's bounced around a few places. Maybe that's the problem. He just – maybe he doesn't want it that bad. He, he's not focusing on the job at hand. I, I'm, of course, I'm guessing. I don't know. Well, you know, the one thing, one thing about the Saints wide receiver room, there certainly is opportunity there. You know, and if he performs well, he's a veteran player, he'll have a job. If he doesn't, well, you know, I mean, that's that's a decision that, that, that coaches make. only thing I'm saying, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. And, and, and the other thing I called about was, uh, I, I think it's too early, you know, for the Eagles and Saints trade. It's too early to know who got fleeced in the trade, who got the better part of the trade. All, all, all I'll say is this is that, for me, you make that trade, the Saints made that trade as though they could just plug and play those two guys. With Jameis Winston at, at the uh, at, at quarterback and, and the roster being what it was, you know, as though they, they don't need any more, you know, depth on this team. And, um, look, clearly Chris Olawi is a really good player, and, and who knows, Panning may turn in to be a good player. But, I, I, you know, I, I just... Mm-hmm. I, I just think they went in the wrong direction, but just my with opinion. Penning. With Penning? Well, no, not no. The, the trade in general. I, I think. Well, you I know, think... Look, here's the one thing about the trade, Jack, and and you know, stay with me on this. The one thing yeah. about the trade is this. Okay, the Saints do not want to rebuild. Right. That's not what they want to do as an organization. They want to reload. I, I think that's a, a the the a fair characterization of it. Right. They don't want to rebuild. They don't want to be uh, four and thirteen, and then or worse, and then and then come off the bottom again. And I think when they 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 saw this trade as a chance to get two guys who could who could step up and be really good players. And as far as both of those guys look, when you have seventy two catches and and four touchdowns uh, with a quarterback room that that is not considered. To be upper echelon in the NFL last year, is that right? I think those are really good numbers. So, oh, no, no, Olawi's a really good player. I'm not saying right. that. Right, and and as far as Penning is concerned, the only thing I will say is, look, you you, you never know how these things turned out, but uh, you know, I tell you what, if Trevor Penning never plays in a Pro Bowl, I mean, he never makes a, a Pro Bowl. All right, I'll take you to lunch. How's that? You don't owe me anything. If Trevor Penning doesn't make a Pro Bowl, I'll take you to lunch. You pick the place, okay? 
And look, Ed, just so you know, I realize who I am. I'm just an idiot calling a talk show, but I just disagree with them. It, it, it's just, okay, for instance, if the Eagles, um, excuse me, if the Saints were in the AFC East, <laughs> okay, the, the Patriots are probably going to finish last in that division. I would bet whatever I could find that, that they could they could win the Saints division. The Saints are only a contender because of where they are. No, you know, I'm, not and, saying, and I just, I'm not saying they're a contender, yeah. Jack. I'm not yeah. saying they're a contender at all. I just no, but the that, fact that they don't want to rebuild, man, that, that that's they, they the problem. I have. That's yeah. A, yeah, look, they're not going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is is tanking for Caleb Williams, in my opinion. Right. If they, if they win if they win one game or two games this year, they'll they'll be, you know, they they want to have a, they want to have a high. I think it's a pretty rich quarterback draft this year. I think it is, not huh, Kenny. Yeah, they have all, pretty good. They, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good. And everybody knows Caleb Williams, but I think it's a good quarterback class, and that's the that's the direction they've chosen to go in. The Saints are not going to do that. They're not. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to – we'll see what happens. I guess it'll have to just completely fall apart for them to do that. But, guys, thanks for taking my call. And y'all have All right, a good Jack. weekend. Thank a you. pleasure. Always a pleasure. Appreciate that. And you're not an idiot by any stretch. I respect your opinions completely and always appreciate you checking in. All right, I had a few minutes about LSU. The Tigers practicing this week. And I thought Brian Kelly's comments about, you know, the most significant thing is having so many players with SEC experience. I thought that might have been the most intriguing comments he made because I think he realizes the, the depth of the conference, the difficulty of the conference, the players in the conference, and having so many players that have now played in the league, they're in such a different place going into that opener this year than they were last year. Last year was a first-time game. The numbers were down, a new quarterback, a new system, everything else. They didn't play all that well, and they almost beat Florida State. Were not for kicking game snafus in the Superdome, even though they got outplayed much of the way. So you feel better about their team going into Orlando this year. It's simply about Florida State. And is Florida State better, too? Because they might be. That'll be a, just a bombastic game. Two top ten teams. And, but LSU is in a good place, and I think Brian Kelly nailed it. You know, he understands the conference. He's got players that understand it and that have played in it. And you know, he's got some transfers that have not, but he's got a couple of transfers that have played at a high level that played at programs like Notre Dame and Ohio State. So he's... He's got guys that, that understand that level of competition and have played against it. Yeah, look, I, I uh, you know, again, uh, I think they've they've um, they've certainly made a, a tremendous uh, turnaround as an organization uh, in you know 19 months or whatever, and the portal's a big part of it. Uh, they have a lot of guys that that have SEC experience, and that all helps. But you know that that quarterback. A long time last year was really, really, really good. <laughs> it, it helps overcome a lot of things. <laughs> it does. They, they're, oh, really, they're really good at wide receiver. They're going to be good at running back with a lot of depth now. And John Emery might be part of that, too, as we learned this week. Offensive line is better. Quarterback position is better a year down the road. I just think their offense is really good, period. And so, to me, with LSU, it's all about its defense and how good can it be. How good are the linebackers? How good are the cornerbacks? I think the down linemen are good. Do they have enough depth? You know, I think it's it's all about the defense where LSU is concerned. I fully expect their kicking game to be better this year. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. And you know, having the punter back will will help them. 
Uh, that's, he's a he's a veteran guy, and you know I I think that the, the place kicking settled down uh, last year, and I, I'm just wondering if if they ever give Divert a chance to kick field goals, or does he just kick off? And is it it's still um, it's still Ramos's job? And I thought Ramos did a did a solid job last year. You know, started off a little shaky, and you know they had some problems. And and here's the thing, Kenny, because because of uh, uh, Jimmy Lindsay leaving the defensive line, they've had to shuffle the staff. So they're yeah. going to be on a third special teams coach in a year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a concern. They've got to be better in that phase of the game all around, all around coverage, protection, kicking it, returning it, and hopefully Aaron Anderson can be a large part of the aspect of returning and improving that part of the special teams process too. All right, it's 504-260-1061, 504-260-1061. Conference realignment. Uh, the craziness continues. We'll talk about it next on the 3 Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. During these challenging times, it's easy to get wrapped up in the fear, the drama, and the pressures of the moment. That's why for these past few months, I've been encouraging people, don't lose your song. Don't lose your praise. It's important. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds. One writer said, it's impossible to exaggerate the greatness of our God. There's power in praise. The word says that God lives there. It can't be stopped. It can't be legislated. Luke 19 tells the account of the disciples and they're praising Jesus. It's getting noisy. The Pharisees said, tell them to pipe down. And Jesus said, if I tell them to do that, the rocks are going to cry out immediately. Well, I don't want a rock taking my place and I'm not going to lose my song. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries, or on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. Don't let a rock take your place, and don't lose your song. 
For 17 years, the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year is annually presented with the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a New Orleans institution. Visit us at NewOrleansBowl.com. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Apply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've turned my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks at your own pace and 100% online. Once you're certified, you do what you want. Start your own business, work at a studio, or just do it as a side hustle. Yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year. Incredible. How do I get started? Just send them a text. It's free. Text YOGA to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga and Wellness Academy in as little as five weeks. Just text YOGA to 200-300 right now to get started for free. Text the word YOGA to 200-300. Text YOGA to 200-300. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. Conference realignment, of course, is big topic of the day in college athletics, and Pac-12 down to four as we speak. It's falling apart. And right now, the power base is the SEC along with the Big Ten. And then the Big 12 would be next. And things are really trending toward those three super conferences, if not two. So, uh, Ed, uh, it's, it's remarkable to see how fast this is happening. Uh, all the things that are happening. Uh, to your point earlier, 
Uh, I understand the, you know, the Florida wouldn't be happy with Florida State or Miami, but then again, Texas A&M wasn't happy about Texas, so I don't think that makes any difference. It's all about the membership and if they want them or not. So I could see uh, Florida State, I could see Miami, I could see Clemson, among others, uh, toward the SEC eventually. Because, again, I do think the power structures are going mm-hmm. to continue to suck up the big players in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mm-hmm. all about keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. to a degree. I do think we're trending in that direction. Yeah. Well, you know, look, if, if, um, if the SEC would take Florida State and Clemson and uh, Miami was left out, if they took Miami, that would be, what, 19 teams? Yeah, you'd, you'd have an odd you'd, number. You'd, right. You'd, you'd need another. Who is the other one? Yeah, well, I mean, again, you got to look at Just ACC country. Tech? I mean, yeah, you look at ACC country. Yeah, if you're looking at 20, but certainly I yeah. think they prefer an even number rather than an odd number. And I don't know that you can get Florida State without Miami, uh, but who knows? But Clemson would be a very attractive look. Those programs have really good programs across the board, not just football, and they have significant attendance and, and they're in good locations. So. Mm-hmm. I do think that those are very possible down the road. And people are pointing to the fact that, you know, Greg Sankey uh, did not uh, say anything with regard to the potential for Florida State earlier this week. But what else do you want him to say? He's not going to yeah, tamper. He, and he's not going to say I, a lot of things. I mean, did he say anything about Texas and Oklahoma before that? No. No, of course not. Of course no. not. So, no, I mean, look, I, you know, I was, I was uh, talking to uh, some folks this week about uh, – about uh, about Tulane and any chance that they would have, and uh, there's a, a lot of people over there in that building who are in the dark about what's going on. So, um, you know, maybe the athletic director knows something. I don't know. You know, he and the president, but I think it's one of those things that you got to keep it pretty close to the vest. And um, you know, but look, Kenny, when you when you when you have a um, when your commissioner says. That you're going to be an Apple Plus, and that's your that's your primary uh, deal is is a, is is streaming. You know, I I, I have Apple Plus because of Ted Lasso, <laughs> but 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 I don't know if I'm going to watch Pac-12 football on Apple Plus. So, from a standpoint of you know, if you don't have a contract that's paying a ton of money, then you're really left behind, and that's what the the uh, the president. At Florida State, look, I got to I got to give Florida State credit. They laid out the business model. Whether you agree or disagree, whether you think they're being unfair to all the member schools that they they play alongside in the in the ACC, I mean, they laid the business model out. We we can't fall thirty million behind a year or whatever it was, whatever mm-hmm. that number was, and I give them credit for that because it was. Whether, whether you think it was inappropriate or not, at least it was honest. Very much so. 504-260-1061. Joe's in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, good morning. Well, I would think Tulane would be better suited for the ACC, but they're going to have to really step up their game on the spending side. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yep. Uh, and, and I would think it's a better fit in the ACC. Well, what is the ACC going to look like, though, Joe? Yeah, that's the issue. Right. Yeah. That's the issue. I understand that, but it's not going to fall apart like the Pac 12. Really? No, I mean, I. Do you honestly think that'll happen? No, I mean, if Clemson Clemson and Florida State left, uh, you'd you'd still have Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, you know, Virginia Tech. 
Virginia, you know, you got yeah, to go on and on. Pittsburgh, Wake Forest. I, mean, look, I, I think I think Tulane would be a, would be a really good fit in the ACC. Yeah, they would just have to really work on their arena, the basketball arena. Maybe the football's okay. Yeah, you can if you can add well, an upper deck. Maybe you know, look if you no, you can't add an upper deck there. I'm sorry, you can't. You know, to me, that's one of the questions I had when Yulman Stadium. When all of this, this, this train started rolling 12, 13 years ago, when, when, you know, if you ever got in a better league, how would you fit everybody in there? And the answer is, you know, for instance, if the Tulane Ole Miss game were played on September 9th on a Saturday afternoon or night at the Superdome, what do you think the crowd would be, Joe? It would be a lot more. I think it'd be 50 or 60. Yeah. All right? And they're going to have 25 or 28,000. Wait, you're saying it'll be 28,000 or 30,000 in the Tulane Stadium? When they they play Ole Miss? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. They wouldn't fill it up? No, that's it. it. That that is filling it up. 25 will fill it up, yeah. Twenty-five oh, will fill it up. Yo. I thought it was fifty. I was there. No, was no, no, not even close. Fifty in there? No, no, no not no. even close. Not even close. Hey, no. So you got to add an upper deck or an end zone or something there. Well, I know, but that's not going to happen. Okay, the neighborhood's going to go berserk again. That's that's not going to happen, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? See, that's what you're going to get with Stanford and Cal. Californians do not, they're like New Orleans. They do not want to add any more stadiums or any kind of facility. They're not, they're refusing to upgrade. And I, I was just shocked that the Big Ten even looked at that. So, yeah, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. And I see, I see a little window for Tulane, but they are really going to have to up their game. They blew their chance. They had a shot to get into the Big 12, and they blew it. Okay. You can't well, let this happen again. I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Uh, I, I think that uh, the biggest thing that Tulane could do is to have another great season, to win ten, eleven, or twelve games, and win another conference championship. And that's that's the best thing they could do. They invested five million dollars in their locker room. They're taking care of the coaches' offices. Hopefully, they're going to build a permanent practice field structure. And you know, I I think the number one thing you can do. Is is to continue to win at a high level, and if you can do that, eventually that somebody will notice you. The fact yep. that they're even mentioned now, okay, is a direct has a direct correlation by what they accomplished on the field last year. They're perceived entirely differently. Agree? Yeah. Sankey needs to take a look at your mark. What the Big Twelve? This guy runs the Big Twelve, and I'm telling you, he has been game on he has added programs and he's made that thing a solid number three mm-hmm. okay and believe it or not even though he's had two more i think he's looking at two more insane i, and a lot I think of they i think they all are i think i think we're going toward that two to three super conference model. okay so who, who who is it is it smu joe no smu is out They've already got that market. They're looking at they're looking at footprints and market. They're not looking asking you to ask about it. They inquired about it. They said, mm-hmm. "No, we have TCU. We're good." Right. SMU, believe it or not, 
actually had a conversation with Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not, and, not a surprise. Yeah. And they do have the money, but they're small. They're small. Right. They're going to have. They're right. like Tulane. They're going to have to upgrade big time if they would. I don't no know doubt. who it is. All right. But your mark, he's, he's made it clear he wants it to be a basketball conference, and he's well on his way there. Okay. He's uh-huh. out at Arizona. Okay. He's got Houston. Yep. Cincinnati. Good basketball. Okay. Not yep. to mention what you have there now. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what they have to say. Joe, appreciate it. Got to take a final time out here. We'll do that here. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Back in just a moment with a final word here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Yep, I ordered my metal roof today. I called Walker Meadows, and they told me to come on down, and it would be ready when I got there. Metal roof, trim, and screws. Dang, they said they make everything at Walker Metals. No shipping and don't have to wait for days for my order to come in from another state. No hassle getting there, and they were quick and friendly. Got hitched and ready to go. Dang, that's what Earl needs, a roof from Walker Metals. Now let's go put that metal roof on. 225-791-7791. Walker Metal Roof. Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Metal roofs can usually be installed over existing materials. Come by Walker Metals and let them customize your new metal roof or help you with a new metal building. Or call 225-791-7791. Walker Metal is Louisiana manufactured, Louisiana proud. Walker Metals is a proud listener and sponsor of Roland Doucette's Rockin' Cajun Show. When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand the team who treats you like you're part of the team. Demand the team who never stops fighting. Demand that your team is Dudley DeBosier. Call us today. The call is free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314839.
Last chance today. Call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we get set to close it out today, uh, Friday night football coming up. Ed, you're what, about less than two weeks away now? Less than two weeks away, Ken. Yep. That's what I'll be doing the rest of the day, buddy. And that will be debuting on the 18th, 18th, right? Yes, 11 sir. p.m. on WNOL and midnight on WGNO with J.T. Curtis and Ed. And, of course, the original will debut on September the 1st with the start of the regular season, six hours every Friday night, including here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Countdown to the original with Les Easton June Young from Francesca's by Katie's Deli at 515 Harrison Avenue. Specific school night every week during the regular season. First week is Brother Martin night, so we'll have Mark Bonice there. And then, of course, uh, we... Have previews from all over the state, the top games in the 6 o'clock hour, 7 o'clock hour. Ro Brown joins me in studio. We kick in with the original reporters at up to 45 games a week. Scoreboards frequently from CrescentCitySports.com, where we average about thirty to 35,000 visits every Friday night with the best scoreboard in the state. And then, of course, we march on to the 10 o'clock hour with analysis from around the state. And then the 11 o'clock hour, we air Friday Night Football Live uh, from WNOL and WGNO on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. So high school football approaching quickly. We're looking forward to it, Edward. Looking forward to it, Ken. It's that time of year, buddy. It is indeed. Thank you. Always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Okay, man. Talk to you soon now. Everybody have a great day. All right. Our thanks to Rudy Dixon for joining us and producing as always. Back at you Monday with All Access Sports Talk at 6 p.m. Until then, for Ed, I'm Ken. Thanks for joining us. Be a good sport, and God bless you one and all. Rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to the Three Tailgaters Show on 